thing about making a podcast when all three of you have jobs and one of you is also in college. Sometimes yeah. a full month passes and you don't do anything. <laughs> Sorry. Hey guys, we've been going through Sometimes it. Sometimes you have to reschedule recording three times. Yeah. Sometimes life happens. Uh, but, you know, we love it here. So as evidenced by the fact that the Phillies are currently in the playoffs and I am filming instead. Look at that. I do have the game on, but <laughs> yeah. uh, for those who don't know or care about the sports ball, it is very, very important to Philadelphia that fi- that the Phillies do well. Um, Which mascot do they got? Do they got the green guy or the orange guy? We have the green guy. Baseball, it baseball is the fanatic. You've seen Always Sunny, you know. Yeah, no, I just yeah. I forget which mascot it was, but then I totally remembered. Baseball is the fanatic, our green guy, and uh, the orange guy is gritty. He's That's hockey, hockey, yeah, yeah. I, They're both for Philadelphia, though. <laughs> I know. I think I I don't know if we talked about this last time. Isn't it a little early for baseball? No, I think it's late for baseball. No, it is late for baseball. Actually, currently in Philadelphia, we have soccer basketball, baseball, football, and hockey happening at the same time, which has never happened in the history of the city. Yeah, because baseball starts in the springtime and then it ends by like the end of the summer, but it makes sense because it's the playoffs. So it's like the, it's like ending now because like it's football now. Typically the World Series would be over by Halloween. It will go into November this, this year because there was a strike that delayed uh, some games. I went to one Orioles game like two months ago and that was fun. I don't remember who they played. But I don't know. Baseball is like important to like Baltimore, but like no one like, but it's just like our baseball is more so to go drink beer and just like hang out with your friends. No one like everyone is involved in the game, but like, no, they just want that beer and this. I feel like friends. I feel like when I think of Baltimore and sports, I think football. I think the Ravens. Yeah, no, dude, fucking they eat the Ravens, but dude, they love the Ravens. (laughs) I went to go get some tortilla trips the other day and freaking like uh, that one like tortilla chip brand had like Ravens like logo and (laughs) i was like all right guys so yes it's been a minute since all three of us have been together to record um because that's how the world works my guy but we're back we're back now we're super back now hey lena hey amanda hey what's up guys (laughs) in case you guys need reminding this is the luck we had it's a shameless recap podcast a show where we watch every single episode of Shameless and we dissect it scene by scene because we're uh, clinically insane, but yay, we love yay, it. Yay. <laughs> this is a big episode for me. There's a lot of a lot of connections to my world here. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's like two or three. I love it. So well, now let's get into it. Uh, Lena uh, did a big chunk of the notes, and we very much love and appreciate Lena for that. And Lena is going to be leading the discussion today, but I can get us through all the credential stuff up at the top here. Oh, yeah. We are your hosts. My name's Amanda. I'm Evan. I'm Lena. There we go. Um, <laughs> and today we are doing uh, the Shameless episode, f- season five, episode four, A Night to Remember. Wait, what? It is Shameless's answer to the trend of everybody doing The Hangover in whatever movie or television show they were doing at the time. It was such like a trope. <laughs> a little late for it, though. Hangover came out in 2011. Yeah. This was oh. a delayed. This was like Hangover 3 came yeah, out. Yeah, Hangover 3. Was like, hey. <laughs> I didn't realize there was three of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think I've only seen the first one. <laughs> first one's amazing. The second one's good. The third one, not worth it. Yeah. Same cast, I'm assuming. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. 
Um, so this episode aired, like we said, late for a hangover-themed episode. It was uh, February 1st of 2015. It, this episode was written by Davy Holmes. This is the fifth of seven shameless episodes this man has written. He did 308, Where There's a Will, 405, There's the Rub, 410, Liver I Hardly Know Her, So Far, Slays. This one, and he does 511, Drugs Actually, which also slays. And then 604, Going Once, Going Twice, and 609, A Yurt of One's Own. Which do slay. <laughs> <laughs> those those do slide. I think this is the silliest episode he writes. Oh yeah, it is a silly episode. Yeah, I, I got to that part last night with uh, I'm never. I'm, all right, I'll just wait till episode. But damn, it's so silly. <laughs> I think you know exactly what part I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a silly, goofy part. Um, this man has also written on the show Get Shorty and Pushing Daisies and Law and Order Original Recipe. He's very talented, very busy. Um, it was directed by Richie Keen. This is a one-shot for this guy. First and only shameless directing job. But he has also directed on comedy TV shows like Always Sunny, New Girl, Sirens, The Comedian, Superstore, Keenan, The Mick, AP Bio, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, The Goldbergs. He's very busy. Um, he also directed the Charlie Day movie Fist Fight. So, like, Always uh. Sunny, The Mick, Fist Fight, AP Bio. He is a, he's an Always Sunny kind of guy. I saw that Fist Fight movie. It was bad. Yeah, he's also, this is connection one for me. He's also directed the upcoming um, Bumper in Berlin Pitch Perfect spinoff show that's coming out on Peacock oh. with Adam Devine. Um, and that's that's my guy. That's my my special boy. So I cannot believe that is a real thing that is happening. I know. I know. They're like, no one asked for it. And I'm like, me, I asked for it. Adam Devine has to pay for that. <laughs> Adam Devine has to pay for that Mexico wedding somehow. <laughs> and you said it's a show, not a movie. It's a show on uh, Peacock. It's 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 gonna come out. Honest, I think in like a week, actually. Oh wow, maybe, maybe or maybe it's the end of November. Also, an update on the um the show that I started watching because Jensen Ackles is now a season regular on it. Big Sky. It is fucking excellent. Even before he gets there, I didn't like, even hear the- about that show. What is that show? It's called Big Sky. It's in its third season. Jensen has become a series regular in season huh. three. Reba is also on it in season three. But it's based the ver- it's based on like a series of novels. And the first season, it's three women or two young girls and and a sex worker. Um, they go missing, and they're like kept in like a fucking uh, storage container by this psycho guy. And is it based off a real story? It's based off uh, novellas. No, uh. just novels. And they're, the main characters are two, like, detective private investigator women who are, like, looking for these missing girls. It's fucking incredible. It passes the Bechdel test on so many number of ways. It's on ABC, I think. Huh. You can watch it on... Okay. Um, you can watch it on Hulu. I didn't hear anything about it. I'm so surprised. I know. I only heard about it because Jensen Ackles is now on it. He comes in at the end of season two. But yeah. like it's got a trans woman main character for the first Yo. two seasons. It's dope. fucking great, dude. That's awesome. Is it on any streaming or do I have to do Hulu. Something? I watched it on Hulu. <laughs> do I have to take matters into my own hands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I've been looking for something to watch. It is like, like trigger warning. Like it's about a... three women who get abducted and like you know what Mm. happens when women get abducted and like there's the threat of that within it so like trigger warning on that but like it's fucking excellent uh it's such a well-crafted show 
10 out of 10 recommend. And then Jensen Ackles comes yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, gets boy. silly. Yeah. I love it. When did it premiere? Is it like 2019 if you said three seasons? Were they delayed for COVID ever? I think so. Well, it came out in post co or like since covid has existed because like in the first couple of episodes they're talking about like well ever since covid like that oh. that's like yeah they're dating hmm. it yeah 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 i have been watching breaking bad recently finally got around mm. to that i'm on the i'm on the last season i haven't finished it yet because i watch it with my roommate really really good it's like hard it's hard to get past like the first season and then maybe mm-hmm. like a couple episodes in the second one but then it like really picks up I think I tried to start it like back in high school and then I think it was just like too like it was a bit too complex for me at the time because it like I don't know I just like it, it never clicked with me for me to get into it but like as mm-hmm. of now I don't know TikTok memefied it so I'm literally getting like Minecraft Breaking Bad videos we were talking <laughs> about this it's so funny no that's the best way to watch shows it's so good like my tum- my tumblr and they're like like we need to make a lemonade stand to pay for your top surgery like it's so <laughs> funny <laughs> I know and I wa- and then you watch the show and you know and then you watch the show and like every episode jesse gets the shit beat out of him for no reason at all Mm -hmm. i just love how like everyone's like uh i love like the trans community when they'll pick a show and just like be like okay that one's trans and they love (laughs) trans jesse they love trans jesse time every single (laughs) time i'm like yeah every guys are right like when people point out in lazarus rising of supernatural when dean like lifts up his shirt and what he's looking at is this the scars that he doesn't have from when the hellhounds killed him Mm -hmm. but what all the trans men that love dean winchester say it's like oh he's looking for his top Top surgery scores because (laughs) Cass rebuilt him and got rid of his top surgery all right one more (laughs) one more question before we go into the episode amanda um the winchesters it's so good it's good it's so good. My only critique that I have been feeling since it was released is that doesn't this series completely ignore any of the John and Mary stuff built up in the show? I hear that. And that John is not even supposed to know about hunting. Yeah, because he's supposed Jensen to go to Jensen and Daniil are also aware of that. No, okay. this, is John, this is John returning from war. This is like, he's having like PTSD flashbacks in like the first minute of the first episode. Oh, so like they actually say something about the show being like, oh, we, this is not us in high school, blah, 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 like from the time. No, no, no. This is, John comes back from the war and meets Mary in front of the movie theater outside of Slaughterhouse-Five, like Dean said he did. Gotcha. Um, But there's also like, Dean is narrating it from heaven. And it's, so it's back in the seventies and Dean is narrating it and like, is it him looking back on his parents and seeing what happened with them? Or, and there's also this overlying threat that like his parents are hunting along mm-hmm. with the rest of their friend group. It's yeah. so Scooby gang. It's so I know. like, is it, are they, are the other, or is it, or is it him like imagining, like making up a story? Yeah. Oh. It, no. And there's also like a greater threat to the universe that is messing with heaven too. So huh. Dean, there's a, there's a line that John says, uh, because John's not supposed to know about the Men of Letters, but in the show he knows about the Men of Letters. And and Jensen is aware of all of these inconsistencies to mm-hmm. the mothership, and he is going to fix it. Okay. Um, but he has a plan. I'm trusting is him. Is it because someone else 
like took his idea, wrote it, and then he was like, "Hey guys, that's actually no, no, kind no, of no, not no, no, no. It's he. No, he is simply aware, and he's like, "Trust me, just trust me." He's probably just gonna um, tie it in with some like stupid fucking. It's supernatural, so they're gonna exactly. be able to tie it in somehow with some random fucking person or entity or. Spell. In the first episode, John gets a letter and a key. He's like, "Some random man I've never met gives me a key and a letter to this bunker, and then disappears into thin air." I'm like, "Hmm, some man John has never met who can just pop up mm-hmm. out of nowhere." and then disappear in the blink of an eye i know a certain trench-coated angel who has a tendency to do that kind of fucking do you thing think, do you think they'll throw misha in as like a little like haha do you what, think like he I... was messing with john and mary yeah because he's the one who like brings dean to them in the past so like who's saying that cast didn't do that like yeah but Daniel, they were, weren't they guys, being watched guys, when guys, they were pregnant guys guys Daniil can't stop bringing Cass up in every single interview for the show. Daniil can't stop bringing him up. I love her, dude. <laughs> no, I heard about that. But don't they say, don't they say literally in the show, they're like, like Cass rescuing Dean was like his first experience with humans. Like, don't they say again, that? But again, if he is in heaven with Dean and he can pop back to the 70s and do this thing, then like that timeline for Cass oh, remains the same. Oh, so the timeline's yeah. like yeah. All so he funky. could go there okay. whenever he wants. Yeah, that's so. If Dean's like, I'm remembering things, and Cass is like, I can literally go back in time and do that. <laughs> yeah, I trust Jensen to get. I am clowning. The clown shoes are on. The paint is on. The nose is on. The <laughs> shoes are on. I'm getting Dusty L Cannon, and Jensen is giving it to me. I believe in Jensen Longcon Heller Ackles. I believe in him. How many episodes are we in? Two, three, two. Yeah. Okay, now that you said that, it might interest me in watching it. Because, like, as we know, I was a supernatural baddie for the longest time, thanks to Lena. Um, And, I don't know, just I think when I first heard it, everyone's immediate thought were like, that's literally not the lore. We watched 12 seasons of a show to know how the upbringing, and I think now that, like, once you watch a show, those details are sprinkled to understand. So that that convinces me to watch it now, because I went into it being like, it's literally just going to follow a new fairy tale storyline, and I don't care about that. But it seems I like mean, it's being a lot more lore-based. And I also get Dean back. I yeah. got Dean that. back. <laughs> so did like, Jensen. that's a gift. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's hard when you have shows that run that long to, like, keep a consistent lore mm-hmm. anyway. Because it's, like, as much as we love to be, like, get a whiteboard, like... It you know you have fifteen years of lore to build off of. It's it's yeah. complicated. Yeah. Yeah. There's also in the last episode that just aired, uh, like a shadowy figure that appears out of nowhere and does a little bit of purple colored magic and disappears. And everybody's like, Rowena, was that Rowena? Oh my god, forgot about her. <laughs> because Crowley is a demon, has existed forever, can show up whenever. Rowena is a witch, has existed forever, can show up whenever. All angels, all demons, all monsters can pop up truly when the fuck ever in this show. We can get a young Bobby. We can get a young Rufus. Yeah, they literally could bring back everyone. Yeah. Well, because they can just they can just be like they were alive. I'm so sad Matt Cohen is too old now to play John Winchester. Yeah, we can get a young Bobby, a young Rufus, a young Ellen. We can get everything. Everything except Sam Winchester. And I love that. Yes. Goodbye, Jared. They did have the guy that did that played Henry Winchester do a voiceover. Oh, of Henry. That's cool. That guy was handsome. Yeah. Should we talk about Shameless? We should yeah. probably talk about Shameless. <laughs> um, love that show. I love talking about other shows. Though. I love that show. <laughs> Sorry, we needed a little bit unhinged ranting time. Again, we haven't spoken in a while. I know. I yeah. need all the supernatural tea from Amanda at all times. Amanda, Ooh. I know. Well, I'm- I know you saw this on Twitter, but did you see that? Um, like Anders Holm. And the the fan cam, the fan cam. 
<laughs> Do you see that shit? Wait. I was yeah. fucking mortified. I'm in this I'm in this group chat on Twitter <laughs> where it's like me and two other girls who like workaholics and we're like we're spreading the good word. We're spreading the gospel. But <laughs> one of them made this like fucking silly ass fan cam of our guy with like a bunch of memes and stuff of us calling him a girl and <laughs> calling him gay and saying that his movie bombed and like all this shit and then she like tweeted it to him as a joke and he broke a four year no like streak on twitter to drop a like on that edit. that's <laughs> so oh my funny God. i was absolutely mortified there's like screenshots of my tweets in there where i'm like where i'm <laughs> like boo so you suck funny. unemployed like <laughs> It's awesome. It was awesome. That's so funny. Yeah. Dude, that's so fucking funny. I love that. Okay. Sorry. We needed a little bit of an unhinged <laughs> moment. We're back. We're back at Shameless. We're only at the synopsis. It's fine. I'll do the synopsis and I'm going to pass it on over to Lena. The synopsis of this episode. In order to find his insurance payout, Frank must trace the steps of an epic bender through Chicago. Fiona and Gus make a decision. Lip visits Amanda and her family. Carl starts a new job. And Ian steals suitcases from baggage claim. Hell yeah. It's all yours, Lena. Take it away. Oh, awesome. Okay. The previously on was done by Debbie and Carl in the backyard of Debbie. It, I think it was filmed a few episodes prior, like based on their outfits. But um, it's, she I think says, from the pool episode. Yeah, yeah. With Carl in that, I think like skeleton shirt or something. She says, mm-hmm. here's what went down last week on Shameless. And Carl goes, me, a lot. And then does like the, does, thing, like, the, the, the finger yeah. thing. <laughs> previously on Shameless. Do you remember that time that Carl broke Frank's leg so he could get an insurance pout like way back in season four? Yeah, that happened. Amanda tries to use Lip to scare her parents and he made 10 grand off of it, but they also actually like each other a little bit. Debbie did a fucking horrible thing. You know the thing. Mm. Kevin V are having relationship issues since the babies were born. Fiona got screwed over by Davis and is now hooking up with Gus. So that's what happened. We open yep. on Frank asleep in a park covered in bird shit. He was celebrating his insurance payout from his femur break, like, back in season four. A cop wakes him up and tells him to get the fuck out of there, and he doesn't care about Frank's insurance payout. Well, because Frank's like- Yeah, Frank is like, Frank's like, I'm getting an insurance payout, and the guy's like, I don't fucking care. Can you just leave the park? I know, he was like, you don't look like someone who has that type of money. Well, no, he's like, he's like, I don't- Well, because Frank doesn't think he's gotten it yet. So he's like- so the cop's like, I don't care about the money that you're about to have. <laughs> like, yeah. who cares? <laughs> and then we join Fiona and Gus naked in bed, and he's making up a song about sweaty balls called The Ballad of Sweaty Balls. I gotta say, in this entire episode, I am kind of team Fiona and Gus. Like, in this episode, they are very sweet with each other. No, I was always team Fiona and Gus. They're so cute. I was always team Fiona and Gus. I was team Fiona and Mike, like. I'm I'm just Team Gus, I think. <laughs> I am so Team Gus. I what like he gets a good ass ending a little bit. I love Gus. I still follow his actor, dude. I think his name's like Dave a- Abril or something like that. I don't know. I still follow him because he's such a dilf. Yeah. Does he? Doesn't he still release music? Yeah, he's that's what he does. Like he's just like a singer, yeah. and then um he just has like a little like folky he's band. Good. He's, he was good. Mm-hmm. He sings so much in this episode, too, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, just like little songs or whatever. So Fiona wonders how they're not sick of each other because it's been a whole nine days and 12 hours since they started up. Like, like started dating, period. Yeah. And then they vibe out to Gus's guitar and we cut to Miami. Pretend I said that like Will Smith. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) First inning in park home run by one of our home run kings. 
Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> For the listeners, Amanda just go, like Billy. her jaw dropped and she threw her hands in the air. <laughs> <laughs> He's the kind of guy that'll hit a home run and stand and watch it before be he like, starts mm-hmm. running. You're like, yeah, yeah, I did that, guys. I don't. I can like, take mm-hmm. my time. Well, I'm like, if you hit a, if you hit a home run, I'm like. Like, and it goes out of the park. I mean, I know you said it was in park, but if, go- if it goes out of the park, I'm like, why do you have to run at all? Like, can't you just be like, can you just be like, yep. I mean, I know they're like, okay, victory lap. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're in Miami. Pretend I said that like Will Smith. And <laughs> Lip is The visiting. brightest the show has ever looked. Oh my God, truly, they turned the lights on. <laughs> Literally vamped it up. At least they didn't put like an orange filter over it. It's mm-hmm. just like bright. No, they would do that shit if they were in like Mexico or something. And they have. They would be like, they would they be like, it's have. orange now. Yeah. Oh my god, they literally did. They yeah, literally they did. did do that. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is it with shows and doing that? They love it. Did you see that one tweet that was like, uh, the like lighting is dead? It was like the two stills from like the very first Halloween movie from the most recent one of yes. just like yes. how lighting house, cinematography is, lighting is ruined. Dead. No real, and that makes me it makes me a little sad that um. Rough House Pictures and Danny McBride and David Gordon Green flopped so hard on that trip. Wait, wait, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the third one. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either, but pe- yeah. streets streets are saying. Yeah. The, the yeah, streets, that's what I heard the streets, the streets are say. saying. The second one sucked real hard. Danny McBride, I'm sorry. Maybe you just don't have what it takes for that. To, to, yeah. re- to reboot a franchise, like, maybe not. Well, see, here's the thing is the first one was great and the second one sucked. Yeah, I enjoyed the first one. I didn't see the second one, and this is gonna make me not want to uh, see. But the third once one. you, but that's the thing too, is it's like even if you have a really great idea for that first movie in the reboot, you have to follow through and do the other yeah. two. So it's just like, uh, but but what I don't know. I'm gonna be disappointed. Um, everybody watched Righteous Gemstones. He did a good job on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're in Miami, baby. Yeah, Miami. Lip is visiting Amanda at her parents' place, and the Miami sun looks good on him. And you her got that parents, white t-shirt on, or the white button up. Yeah, her parents are rich, yeah. rich. Um, and rich, the house, rich. Yeah, rich, rich. The house is fucking insane. Um, Amanda apparently has two older sisters who are out playing squash. Or doesn't she also? They're younger. younger? Yeah, she's younger. two They're, younger think, sisters. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lip says he doesn't care that her dad's a douchebag. It's just nice to have a break from like Chicago and working construction and all that stuff. Over to Carl, who has grills, and he's like <laughs> he's like dripped out in chains. And it's like a montage of him just like getting ready. I know the song they're playing of him like getting ready is like it's it's uh, ridiculous. Like yeah, it's just it's it's the start of white boy Carl. We're we're starting yeah. that up a little bit. But happy Fiona comes bouncing down the stairs and Debbie like corners her low key. And she's like, I want to go on the pill. <laughs> she's like, she's, mm, I think I should yeah, go on the and pill. Fiona is like, Fiona's freshly laid, having a good time, bouncing on around. And De- Debbie Downer is like, I would like to go on the pill. <laughs> yeah. And she says that it's best to be prepared the next time she has sex, which like, wait, you. did she tell Fiona that she had sex? No. In the last yes. episode, yes, she did. she did. Yeah, she was like, "Oh," yeah. and Fiona, Fiona was just like, "Okay, like, were you safe?" <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and she says yeah. yes, but a little bit she wasn't. Please note, every time Debbie speaks, I just have girly pop. I hate you, <laughs> girly pop. Yeah, this no. is like the start of like the like this season was the start of Debbie's downfall. So anything yeah. after these seasons, anything she says is not relevant, and we do not endorse her. Nope. Like, like she had some like okay moments later on, but it's like. You just, yeah. you soured the whole thing for me. 
Like season yeah. one through three, she girl boss, young girl, powerhouse. Season four, seasons. I felt very bad for her most of the time. I was like, oh, society conditioned you to act this way. Um, yeah. Season five, I'm like, okay, there was a line and you absolutely crossed okay. it. You made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fiona tries to just keep Debbie to condoms, but Debbie says they aren't effective enough. So Fiona agrees to make a clinic appointment. But ideally, aren't ideally aren't you supposed to use like? Yes. yes, that's why. That's why Fiona's like, why don't we just stick to condoms? And Debbie's like, well, they're not effective. So can can I also get the pill? Right, so right, yeah, right, right. Debbie wants. To I thought I thought she was asking like pill. Well, because we know later on she's like. I'm on the pill. We like we don't need to use a condom. So it's like obviously, yeah, yeah. in her head. But she didn't that's wait what she's like thinking. the rec- but she was she's verbatim. She didn't, like, yeah, she didn't wait it out yeah. either. Whatever. She also still under uh, operates under like the society thing of being like, oh well, the guy says that the condom doesn't feel as good. So right, right, right. Fuck you. So that. Gus comes downstairs and Debbie, Carl, and Le- Liam meet him. And Carl immediately is just like, are you guys boyfriend and girlfriend or are you just fuck buddies? <laughs> His face Fiona's too. Like, He's welcome just like, to the family. <laughs> he was right though. He was right to ask that. Well, because Carl's like, should I expect to see you around? Like, are you getting attached? Like, should I get yeah. attached? Like, like you're going to coach my football team? Like, We all know happen? what happened to Jimmy. <laughs> Dude, I miss him. Ooh, I'm excited. Do we remember? No, he's the he's the the hanging shoe over this whole season. Yeah, no, I miss him. I'm excited so much. But back to Frank. The real, the Ooh. I mean, shameless, shameless very rarely has like a plot and b plot and c plot and whatever. But Frank has a real, I guess, a plot this episode. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's the main focus. He and like, Fiona yeah. it's, are the A and B plot in this episode for sure. Yeah. You said what two things, Amanda? I didn't hear. Him and Fiona are the oh, A yeah. and B plot for sure. And then I would consider then the Mickey and Ian stuff right under now. No, no, I would say it's Lip. Lip, oh. Lip is the runner. And then would you put Kevin V above Lip, uh, Mickey and Ian? I would put Kevin V and Lip on the same tier on the so C like, plot, and then Ian and yeah. Mickey are like Ian and Mickey just have like cameos. <laughs> Yeah, they literally like the, have two I feel scenes. like they're like the comedic relief for this episode. No, they're the sadness relief. The sadness relief. They're using just a couple of minutes in this episode to slowly build up stories that they will run away with in the next couple episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so back to Frank, he's sitting on his lawyer's porch. Hey Alex Borstein, my queen, hey, my slay. Hey, Alex Borstein. <laughs> Asking if his insurance check for the leg is in because he got 20 $121,000 from this God insurance settlement. Damn. And she correctly guesses that he celebrated last night and blacked out and it actually turns out he lost like the entire day of Tuesday. So like it's he started celebrating Monday night. I think, and it's Wednesday yeah. morning now. Yeah, because well, he's like, he started, it's Monday. He started celebrating on Tuesday. She's like, you came up to me at exactly this time yesterday, and you got, so oh, you just lost yeah. Tuesday. Oh, yeah, he celebrated, yeah, morning mm-hmm. of Tuesday, and just And then she shows him her, like, phone with the day of it, and he's like, uh-oh. He's like, uh-oh. I would like to state for the record that it is the bottom of the first. The Phillies have already gotten a home run. We now have two guys on base that the pitcher walked, and now our home run king is walking walking up this san diego single out yet not one damn fucking love this okay sorry um (laughs) it's gonna be the weirdest episode (laughs) (laughs) no it's gonna be great she tells him that well we're rusty 
She tells him that the full balance was deposited in his new bank account by wire the previous day. And he's so excited. Mm-hmm. And he goes bouncing his happy ass down the street. At the Milkovich house, Mickey gets a delivery of quote unquote lost luggage from his quote unquote trip. The yeah. airline messed up and delivered it to the wrong house. I think they say they switched like the last two numbers in the address or something. Yeah. So it's just, it's the same street. Like it, it's very yeah, well their the neighbors. House. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Mickey even says, he's like, guy walks up to me with a bag, says it's mine, and hands it to me. What the fuck? You're so stupid. I am taking that. <laughs> right? Like, it is mine. So, yeah, he's like, right? He's like, he's like, it's bag free stuff. He's like, your trip. He's like, yeah, your trip. Yeah, my trip, remember? <laughs> and then he, when they start like rooting through this bag, he pulls out the Hawaiian shirt. Oh, he's like, He's like, do you think this <laughs> I love fit? his little jig with sexy. it. <laughs> Wait, Noel's Instagram post I sent to you guys. What mm-hmm. the hell? What the hell for real? Anyway. Yeah, he's so they silly find... for that blonde moment. <laughs> well, I was, no, seriously, blonde moment. I was like, I was like 97 degrees in the end of October. And you think that's You're normal. like, thank you so much. That's You so were like, cool. yes. Was, I just... was he aware of what he was saying? Was it just... No. No, blonde <laughs> moment, okay. old man moment. He literally was like, last okay. year was 87. Now it's 97. Wow, don't you love this? Like, don't you love California? So... And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Hopefully, your house good. is gonna catch on fire in the middle like, of that's November. That's not a good thing. No, no, no. It's so Actually, funny. he's so um, stupid. Anyway, they find meds in this bag, and Ian is like, "Should I Google it and like see what it does before we take any?" And Mickey says, "No, just like give me some, and I'll let you know." I googled yeah. it. It treats high blood pressure and like heart disease or whatever. <laughs> get it so literally high. doesn't do shit. It literally doesn't do shit to you. No, not at all. But they are so fucking married. And then this is where I came in to take over the notes. Um, mm-hmm. So the two decide to like have beers despite it being before noon. Like Ian literally just woke up and Mickey walks away to get them. And Ian like stares at the suitcases like very intensely. Ding, ding, He's ding. Like- Mm, free thing. Someone has an idea. Yep. So in his over- unmedicated bipolar little brain, he's like, you know what I'm gonna do? Actually, he's found his newest hyperfixation. Shit's gonna get bad. No, you know, watching it like back again, they were really real with that shit. Well, they were like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, um. So that was like really accurate. I'm like, that Loki happened to me. Um, <laughs> but at Kevin B's place, they're in the middle of interviewing. Well, like, more like lecturing a potential babysitter. This poor, like, neighborhood girl. Kev is boring her about how the twins are individual people and have individual (laughs) sensitivities and tastes. Like, as if she's not going to figure that out by babysitting them. But he's, like, so in tune with the babies. And it's it's kind of sweet. He's being way overprotective. Yeah. Right. Well, because I think they're only planning on going out for one date night. So V is just, like... You can't leave them alone for like four hours. Like, like she'll be fine. But Kev says that he doesn't feel ready to like leave the girls alone. Like he doesn't he doesn't want to leave them even if they're ready. And this frustrates V because she feels like Kev isn't attracted to her anymore. But she's like passing off. She's passing it off like she's mad that he's prioritizing the babies over her slash like over yeah. their sex life. But really, she's just insecure that he's not attracted to her anymore. So she yeah. decides that she's going to go on a date by herself. And then she like storms off. She's just tired of being, like, a mom with kids attached to her. She's like, I have to go out and be sexy right now or I'm going to go insane. Right. Or she's just like, I want to spend time with you. Like, I want you to pay attention to me without also, like, thinking, like, like fawning over the babies, you know? Yeah. So back in Florida, Amanda sneaks herself and Lip into her parents' room and they agree to, like, have sex on their bed. And Amanda clarifies with Lip she wants to have 
vagina sex. Yep. <laughs> which is a bit, it's, and Lip gets like a little hesitant because he knows that that's like a big thing for her because she's never, mm. she's never done that because she had that whole thing where she was like, she was like, I only do it anally because I'm saving myself for my husband. But she like, <laughs> she brushed, she brushes it off and tells him to stop being a commitment foe because she like made a post on Facebook about her loophole virginity, which I don't know why she would do that. Yeah. But yeah. nobody in her comments thought it was romantic. So she was like, okay, maybe I'll just, like, have sex to have sex. Yeah. So she does confess that she likes him, but she knows that they're not going to, like, get married or anything. So it's essentially just practice to her. Every time I look at her, I just think about her character from Until Dawn. I think about Superstore. <laughs> and I never even oh, yeah. I never even watched Superstore, but I, 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 I did. She's a great store. Superstore. Um, ironically, she's, like, a teen mom in Superstore. Uh, but Yeah, 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 yeah. I do like like her saying to him, she's like, well, we're not going to get married or anything. So, like, this is just practice. It's, like, so upsetting because you can see he genuinely likes her. And he's, like, just... He, he's like, mm, like, okay. And you, like, she clearly likes him, too. So, this is, like, a wall that they're both building. Be like, yeah, no, this is... We're just totally casual. <laughs> Everything, Everything's great. And so, right? we're not... Neither of us are developing feelings. We don't have to talk about it. But it is, like... I, I do feel like there is the potential always for like relationships without marriage like like dating to marry yeah. i feel like i feel like lip does think that one day down the line like he like they have the potential to get married or something like because yeah. he still thinks lip is of himself a wife and as kids guy he's totally a wife and right kids guy. well and he he still thinks of himself as like the guy who's going to get out of like mm-hmm. the south side even though like we know how that turns out but i think amanda knows that he's not it for her but yeah. that doesn't mean that they can't. Which is so funny can't... because, like, Amanda could have been his ticket out. Right? Yeah. And that's also so Sugar funny because mama. I'm like, that doesn't mean that you can't just, like, enjoy your time together. Yeah. Like, just, like, yeah, like, like, yeah we can. there is going to be a deadline. Like, there's no reason to, like, just, like, spoil To limit yourself, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they have sex. Meanwhile. On their parents' bed. Yeah, like on that. her parents' bed. That big-ass bed. Meanwhile, Carl arrives at his assigned corner wearing a stupid fake grill. <laughs> and G-Dog rolls up and hands Carl a pair of Sperry's and khakis. And he says that, like, rich white people coming from the north side or whatever, passing through, don't want to buy from scary-looking black kids, quote-unquote his words. So Carl's going to have to look l- the part of, like, cute little white kid on crutches. <laughs> I know, and he's so pissed off because he got dressed just to, like, look the part. And <laughs> no, seriously. Like, nope, he's, like, he's like, are you kidding? Like, but... Back to Fiona. She's in the middle of her shift at the diner and she stops by Gus's table where he's like doing some work. And they're so in their honeymoon phase that it, it is literally sick to me. <laughs> so it cute. is sick. <laughs> is Sometimes... this the part where he literally goes like, is it weird that I have an erection in a family diner? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think so. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, that's hot. Oh, she's like, I'm pouring you hot coffee. Do you want me to blow on it? Do you want me to blow on it? And he's like, I'm hard. Um, <laughs> sometimes so, Emmy what, so relatable. Like sometimes Emmy will her accent gets like so Chicago that it makes me laugh yeah. so hard. Well, she'll be like just like really wide and like I don't even know. I can't even think of a sentence she says in this scene that does it for me. But like it is funny. It is funny. Sean gives Fiona like a hard time about Gus not ordering enough food to warrant sitting in the cafe all day. But yeah. Jackie comes by and it says she's happy for Fiona. And then Sean, like, gets another dig in before he leaves. That's kind of Sean's role this whole episode is to, like, come in, be passive aggressive, and then go. But it's, like... I know. He yeah. just, like, gives dirty looks from the background. My buddy, my guy, you had your chance. My brother, you said no. <laughs> like... My brother. Sorry. You had your fucking chance. No, really. Yeah, he's being petty. 
He's jealous. He just one. Well, he he probably has some whole like Madonna whore hang up or whatever. Anyway, Did he, like literally say that too. Probably. Like, family, uh, like, the chaos. Kev says that. About no, Kev says v. that about V. But probably he probably has some whole thing where he's like he's like, well, I don't want her to be with anybody if she's not going to be with me. Like you know, mm-hmm. but I don't want to. But I don't want to be with her. I just want her to like keep chasing after me. <laughs> um, at the bank, disheveled Frank walks in and he's almost kicked out because they think he's like just like a disturbance or like whatever. But another banker yeah. or like the ma- the manager guy like comes to his aid and he offers Frank a plate of danishes and he just starts eating all of them. It's so funny. He just, like, <laughs> he's like he's like them in his mouth. No, he's like he's like no no like I'm good. And then it's like placed on the desk in front of him. And then over the course of this meeting, he eats like four. <laughs> So we find out he did open an account the day before, and as the banker tries, like, walking him through smart ways to invest his money, Frank says that he wants to withdraw all of it. Unfortunately for him, he already took it all out the day before in cash. God, in cash. imagine 100 and what, 20, 112 or 121,000. God, in they cash, had to call dude. in. Well, yeah, they had to call in like armored trucks or whatever because they yeah. don't. He was like, it's not every day that somebody asks for that amount of, amount of money in cash. Like, we had to call yeah. in other banks. Banks don't like, actually have that much on hand at yeah. any one time, right? Well, because nobody goes and withdraws one hundred twenty-one thousand. But yeah. more unfortunately for him, he didn't say anything to the banker about where he was going. Just that he was going to celebrate. And celebrate yeah. he did. And he's so pissed off because he's like, I'm I'm a lost I'm lost again. Right, like this lead is this lead's died. Debbie is leaving the store only to see Holly and her entourage walking by. Holly approaches her and starts talking about Debbie's party. You know, the one where she like committed a, a sex crime. Side note, yeah. <laughs> the color grading on this episode is bonkers. It's like so cohesive cohesive, like it all matches. Despite them yeah. filming, like, I know they film on, like, sound studios half the time, but it's, like, different lots, different days, different locations. Because they used to film a lot on location um, mm-hmm. yeah. before COVID in, like, the last couple seasons. Color grading on this episode was really well done, I think. Yeah. Do anyway, you think they did L.A. for Miami? Probably. Yeah. I think it'd, yeah. I think it'd be easy. It'd be cost effective. They could just rent out some house or whatever, too. Yeah, literally. could just go to, like, Malibu or fucking something and be like, yeah, Yay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Holly was, like, kind of right for what she said. Like, no, she was really right. But also it's like, Holly, girl, you're the one who taught her that stuff. Like, yeah. Like, that men should, like, you know, all men want you and, like, you know, whatever. But Debbie fake laughs at being called, like, rapist bitch or whatever and punches her in the face. And then the four girls, because there's four girls there, pin her down to the ground and then before the fight, like the fight is broken up by a mystery boy. So yeah. we welcome we welcome to the stage Derek. Pretty sure his last name's Delgado, Derek Delgado yeah. or something. Are we assuming that like Matt told everyone? Because like, how would have Holly and them like found out? No, I think people saw her take him upstairs, like mm, by the hand just, like, or whatever, and just like, kind of assumed. Up. Well, when yeah. they didn't and come maybe down for the heard them at yeah. the park the next day or something, yeah, and yeah, and then they don't they don't come down for the rest of the night. Like people talk. Yeah. I bet maybe Carl said something to people. Oh, I bet Carl told people. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because Maddie yeah. left in the morning time, so like he probably been like, "What is he doing here?" Or yeah. or just like, well, when Debbie's like talking to Fiona, like I had sex, and people put two and two True. together. They see Maddie like fucked up at the party. Anyway, so he shoes the other girls away, but. And Holly spits rapist bitch in Debbie's face. 
And Debbie is You're in right. awe. She was right for that one. Yeah, she was right for that one. <laughs> Debbie is in awe of this mystery guy. But he's he says he calls her. He's like he's like I saw you start the fight. Um, if you're gonna pick fights like that, then you should learn some moves. He always says it like that in this episode. He's like you should learn some moves. <laughs> yeah, like not no moves. The no, not showing any moves in question. Just you need them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, but you should like, learn some. He's moves. Like you well, can't just throw a punch when it's four on one and you don't but, know what you're doing. But it's like <laughs> but it's like you should learn how to like kick. You should learn how, some holds or like what. He's always just like you need to learn some moves. And it's like okay. <laughs> So he he leaves. He just like runs off, like jogs off with her because <laughs> I think he's I, he is he's in the middle of a workout or something, and she spots Reflex Athletics on his shirt on the back. Mm-hmm. Back Apple. at the diner, yeah. What's mm. Reflex Athletics? Oh my god! Yeah, she yells that. She's like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> back at the diner, Fiona sits next to Gus, who's working on the score for a children's video game. And they chat a little, and then he, like, casually slips in that he's falling in love with her. Casual, not so casual. Nine days. It's been nine days. Nine days and maybe, like, 15 hours. Yeah, but nine days nonstop together. I don't know. People are crazy sometimes. She's shocked. She doesn't quite reciprocate, but she's not, like, turned off. And her phone rings, like, while she's at the diner. She goes to pick it up. It's V inviting her to go dancing, and she says she can't bring her boyfriend. In fact, V doesn't even want to hear about him. And Fiona yeah. immediately tells V <laughs> about, like, how Gus said he was falling in love with her, and that it made her, like, excited and tingly, and V just, like, hangs yeah. up on her. She's like, <laughs> yeah. she's like, nope. Good for her. So Don't want to hear it. Fiona is, like, in shock answering the phone, and V is, like, hot and running. She's like, we're going out. You're not talking about your boyfriend. You're not inviting your boyfriend. None of this. And Fiona's like... Yeah, so he loves me. <laughs> so he just told me that he's falling in love with me, and I wasn't turned off by it. Like, I actually really... And he's like, nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> Back to Frank, walking into the alibi. He's immediately welcomed by the regular patrons, including Tommy, who thanks him for buying everyone's drinks the night before. And yeah. Mickey is there, sitting on a stool, wearing that goddamn Hawaiian shirt from earlier. Uh, I love that orange Relatable king. shirt. Relatable king. Yeah. And he comment, he like chimes in. He's like, "I'm bummed. I missed out." And when Frank doesn't respond, he asks, "What's wrong?" Like it's such a condes. It's so funny. He's like, yeah. he's like, "What's wrong, Frank?" <laughs> yeah. So Frank admits that he doesn't remember the night before and lost all of the money. And he's like, when a- Frank says, "Frank says I I miss I lost a fortune," and Mickey's like, "Oh, misplaced a twenty, did you?" Yeah, did you? <laughs> And Tommy's like, well, you should, like, check, like, did you check your pockets? And Frank's like, oh, fucking course I check my pockets. But then he actually does. And he finds a set of car keys to a Porsche. God damn. Whoa. At Reflex Athletics, the gym, apparently a boxing gym, Debbie finds Mm -hmm. Derek. And she asks him to train her. But he's like, I'm not Mr. Miyagi. So he (laughs) tells her to take, like, the free trial class. Hashtag curved. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and he's like not stopping his workout like the entire time she's talking to no, him. No, he's, he's like still like punching the heavy it. bag. Yeah, he's yeah. like whatever. She is not worth his time. Well, he's like this weird little white girl. At the corner, a white customer pulls up for Carl, and he does his deal. But Carl's stupid, and he gave him like way too much for the money yeah. he was paid. So he owes his like. I guess I don't even know why this kid is like you owe me a hundred because they are kind of co-workers he's not g-dog but maybe he's like the one in charge yeah, yeah. probably for like that like route or like that like corner. that corner he's yeah. like he he's like the head kid or whatever anyway 
either way, Carl owes this kid a hundred dollars now. And he kind of looks away. He's like, he's like, oh man, like, dang it, I screwed up. <laughs> Frank finds his car randomly on the street. I wonder um, how he was able to like retrace his steps for that. He probably just he like, looked just for the of, one portion, right? Well, it's like Chicago's Chicago. big, like, big. and but there's he, rich people in Chicago too. He was just he was just kind of like walking around and like clicking the fob, I think. But it was just yeah. like anyway, he found it, and it's absolutely banged up with multiple parking tickets in the windshield and a crack pipe in the front seat. Yeah, because Frank said earlier. Frank had said earlier he only blacks out when he smokes crack. Like he only can't remember stuff when he smokes crack. When he smokes and crack. He grabs a, a crack pipe and and there's like a little look on his face, like oh damn it, that's like, why. Damn, my <laughs> also, bad. Why would there be so many parking tickets if the car was only left there last night? No parking. Parking in cities like that is crazy. Yeah, like you can it, get like ticketed like hourly or if anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, it's damn. been a, and it's I been a whole day. Like he bought that car, parked it somewhere, left it there like the whole time. You know. Yeah, if it's like two hour parking, uh, you get one ticket at two hours. You get another ticket at four hours. You get another ticket at six hours. Like, damn. Yeah, I think in Baltimore normally you get one ticket and then you or you get towed. He's kind of yeah. I mean, he's kind of lucky the car didn't. I mean, it's a fictional show, but he's kind of yeah. lucky the car <laughs> didn't get towed or booted. But yeah. Anyway, Kermit is sleeping in the back, and he was with him the whole night, and he remembers basically everything. So yeah. he bought the car, then did crack, and then they ended up at Chinatown. So that's I where the way they're Kermit says he's like, "You bought crack, you offer me some." I wasn't in the mood. <laughs> but I love how like they introduce that so Kermit funny. to the back. They're, he's like in the back seat with a jacket over top of him, and then he like wakes up and scares the shit out of Frank. Like, he wakes up when Frank like starts up the car or something, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> no, he's like, Kermit, Kermit, what are you doing so in my car? And he's funny. like, "What a wild night, Frank." <laughs> <laughs> Back in Florida, Amanda's parents arrive with their little siblings and their nannies, and the dad gives each little, like, kid has a nanny. Each, each yeah, each kid has a nanny. Has a nanny, and it's the, the nanny that corresponds with like what other because each daughter I think is a different ethnicity. So I think they said they had like it for like to correspond with like what oh yeah their ethnicity was. I it's like it's like. I do weirdly get it because families like this have their kids signed up for, like, all sorts of things to, like, make them as well-rounded as possible for, like, college yeah. and future. So I'm, like, I am like I get it. Like, they need an adult to take them there and, like, one person can't handle that, handle two yeah. of those. Mm -hmm. But it's also, like... They do have parents. The fucking audacity here. <laughs> yeah, right? The well, are, but the parents... They're at least, like, 12 years old. Well, There's at two least of the them. dad works. I don't know. Yeah. Amanda's long, in college. But... It's only, like, four people in the household. And you're telling me they hired two other people to take care of their kids. No, yeah. It's rich. Bitches. I mean, it, it, it is just another representation of, like, how wealthy yeah. they are. Yeah, no, exactly. But, it's showing yeah. you, like, the like just how much money they can just be like, oh, my kids need yeah, a whole another person to take care of them when I can just be, like, and like it further yeah. separates how much Lip doesn't relate to this because they're mm -hmm. like, oh, do you want one of the nannies to make you a sandwich? And he's like, no, 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 she's busy. Um, I'm like, not. She's got enough on her plate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the dad like gives Lip a hard time about the 10k, but he ultimately drops it. I think also just because it's like, why are you giving him such a hard time over this? This chump change to you, like, yeah, like look at your house and your yeah, no, kids and your and their nannies, like you know. 
Like, if he had that big of a problem, he would have not let Lip walk through those doors. Yeah. No, not exactly. my fault you handed this kid $10,000 in cash. That sounds yeah. like a you problem. No, exactly. <laughs> and I totally forgot, I forget every time, that Suzanne Cryer played Amanda's mom. She, I know her from, be, she was Lori Bream in Silicon Valley, which if you haven't seen that show on HBO, is really good. Um, really, really funny. Um, everybody who works in Silicon Valley says that it's like super, like kind of accurate. I mean, like a funny version, but like super mm-hmm. accurate. It falls off like, but they did have like Silicon Valley had like like T.J. Miller was in like the main the main group of characters, and then he was written out around like season three or four after all of his like controversy stuff with Me Too and the and the bomb threat. She's in like one episode of like a thousand TV shows. Yeah, she's yeah. Awesome. she's on Seinfeld. It said. Yeah. 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 Seinfeld. <laughs> anyway, Amanda's dad starts locking the wine cabinet because he believes, even if he doesn't say it, that Lip is gonna steal from it. And Amanda like yells at him, but Lip doesn't really care. And so Amanda goes off to make them cocktails anyway at the club. Fiona in this beautiful zebra dress. She yeah. looks awesome in it. But she goes to order drinks while V hits the dance floor. And V also looks very slay, just so we all know. That, like, pink yeah. pink or orange or red or something dress. Um, And she catches the eye of, like, some rando guy and goes over to grind on him. At the bar, another guy eyes Fiona and she, like, occupies herself with her phone, texting Gus or whatever. Obviously not yeah. interested. She like gives it, he like gives her such a dirty look afterwards, too. Right? Like, and it's like, all, all right. she, well, it's like all she did was she- look at you, like. Yeah, all she yeah. did was Fair. give you the not gonna happen look. And he was like, and then like turned around. <laughs> no, seriously. V keeps grinding on this mystery guy and it's like heating up. Because her and Kev, because her and Kev haven't been having sex, this actually like brings her to orgasm. She's like gr- yeah. riding the guy's leg. Yeah, she's yeah, like the like, guy yeah. and she's dry helping. And them. to give the guy credit, he like tries to pull away. He's like, oh, this is getting things. She's like, no, 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 you stay right here. Like, <laughs> yeah, she pulls him back. Yeah. So she leaves yeah. the dance floor super embarrassed and goes over to Fiona and immediately is like, I want to go. Let's go. Let's leave. I saw you texting your boyfriend the whole time. Like, let's leave. Yeah. <laughs> and outside, V tells Fiona about the orgasm. Fiona laughs like a little bit at her, just like, oh, that's like really embarrassing. Like, that is really funny. But V's genuinely upset because she just cheated on Kev. And Fiona yeah. tries to justify it. She's like, well, it wasn't intentional. This is not at first, but she did intend to finish, like, once they were in the middle of it. I mean, and we saw yeah. that. She, like, pulls him back. Yeah, no, she's, like, she's doing all the work towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Back to Frank and Kermit, now in a Chinatown restaurant. At this point in the night, Kermit fell asleep, so he, like, doesn't know what they did. He ate too many dumplings and got sleepy and I took know, a nap in the car. He was like, why'd we go to Dim Sung? <laughs> and he slept for so long. He was sleeping for so long because he didn't wake up until Frank found him. Yeah, which was <laughs> like, like probably midday the next day. Well, he got like drunk too, like whatever. But yeah. luckily, the owner recognizes Frank, so he's like, he's like, oh, like you want, like, like oh, You're you want to do more. what you did yesterday? Yeah, back for more, and he invites them down to a casino in the basement. So Frank did some gambling last night, and he assumes that that's how he lost the majority of his money. But actually, he made money. more money. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, apparently Drunk Frank is great at pie gal poker, which is like poker yeah. mixed with dominoes. It's like a Chinese version. And we flash back to the night before where Frank in this in in the fancy suit, 
because he's wearing the suit pants, yeah. but he does have the jacket in this one, is playing with a group of rich Asian men and beautiful women. And he actually ended up doubling his money and then left with three women. It's worth mentioning for me that one of the gamblers in the scene is Wayman <laughs> from Workaholics. And I'm like, the pipeline continues. The pipeline literally continues. It's so And funny. that is confirmed on his IMDb, in- including... Steve Howey, who worked with them multiple times over the years on their movie and as well as, like, appearing in the show. That one year where he was shopping around a lot, he did appear in the show. But upon hearing this, Frank tries to figure out where he went yeah. after the restaurant. Like, if I doubled my money, where the fuck did I go? And, he like, he's already, he's like, okay, so I had a $121,000. I spent a couple grand at the alibi. I spent $60,000 on this Porsche because that's what Kermit told me. And then I went and doubled my money. Right. So he's, like, he's, so he's like, probably okay, back like, where he started, right? Mm, he's probably still yeah. a little under, but not by much. But he's also, he's also just like, okay, and I took three yeah. women with me. Like, where would I go? Oh, and he bought yeah, crack, right? so God knows how much money he spent on crack. Oh, yeah. Fiona arrives to Gus's apartment and immediately yeah. starts kissing on him. And he offers I her love, a beer. I love after she finishes kissing him, he has like the most like shocked like, face ever. And he goes, <laughs> beer? <laughs> well, he's also like, he's also like, I thought you were like out with your friend tonight. Like, yeah, she missed him but, so much. <laughs> she's like, I wanted to see you. And while, while he's grabbing her this beer, a very anxious Fiona confesses that she's also falling in love with him. And they're they're both kind of like, is that okay? Like, should we like? Is it weird? Do this, um, but they do, like, they do accept it. And then there's like a montage of the two of them hanging out and being cute in between like intense yeah. fuck sessions. I I was gonna say I feel like we have seen which I was like honestly watching it. I was like, okay, this is cringe. Like, this is just like yeah. played out to me. I'm like, oh, see, no, I kind of loved it. I kind of love like. The hot and sexy sex scenes and then like them laying in bed and watching TV or like shoving toast in each other's mouths. Like just chilling. They were watching like, I, I was just watching it last night. It was like, they yeah, were watching yeah, yeah. Um, ER. <laughs> I kind of love that. It's like that. It's like they, they, they're experiencing a whole relationship all at once. They're like, here's the hot, sexy things. And then here they're is speed us running it or whatever. at night. And like, I think it also like, I feel like with how intense their sex scenes are it also just shows like how their relationship is because i was gonna say i was like i feel like all of like fiona and gus's sex scenes have been like the most intense out of all of fiona's partners but i'm like it's literally because of their storyline they've literally known each other for a week they're in the honeymoon phase so of course they're gonna fuck like rabbits and like do the craziest things and stuff like that because they're like this is all we know about each other's yeah. bodies well, because i point. remember like with jimmy like they started having like a tenderness to them because they were in like a long-term relationship yeah Yeah. but But this one is just like raw and intense and like and then and then in between they're like hey hey but also this episode emmy's boobs are out so much in this goddamn i think that was that must have been kind of like the main reason i hated it was i was just thinking about the behind the scenes of it and i was Mm -hmm. just kind of like i was like being like sex scene after yeah. sex scene after sex scene. I hate when they like make them like lounge and talk. I hate when they like lounge and talk afterwards because I'm like, she does not need to have her titties out right now for this conversation. Like, guys, yeah, come on, give give a courtesy curtain or something. Whatever. But either Fiona <laughs> looks really good though. She does look good though. That hair. I can't help uh. it. I can't help it. Um, at Kevin V's, Debbie is talking Kev's ear off about girl boxers at the gym while she's like dropping Liam off for the day. And he offers her some help uh-huh. on building muscle. V comes down and she greets them both. And Debbie heads out. 
And then Kev tries to ask her about the night before because I guess, I don't, I mean, I guess she came back late or something. I don't know. They ended their night really early. Like, but he might have already been in bed because of the babies yeah, too. Yeah, Fiona went straight to. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But she awkwardly tries to leave to go open the bar and Kev tells her to like say goodbye to the girls. He's he's like making them wave. He's like, bye mama. And the guilt and discomfort yeah. sets in even more. Mm-hmm. Poor V. At Patsy's, Melinda, you know, Melinda, the waitress, Melinda picks up the phone and it's Fiona calling in sick while Gus is eating her out. It's so funny. And another example of Emmy's tits did not need to be out right now. No, this was funny. Well, I'm sorry. This or just like you could have fixed that. Yeah. Like, but it, but it is also like you could have, you could have yeah. fixed it with framing or something. Like if, yeah. if it really is an issue, but Melinda wants to put Sean on the phone to talk to her to like get approval, and Fiona <laughs> says no. Gus is being a little shit and like doing it real good while she's on the phone. So she's like she's like moaning and gasping and like trying to keep it together. And, he, and she does put Sean on the phone. They negotiate. He says that she can skip out on her lunch shift, but she mm-hmm. does have to come in for dinner. And she's she agrees, like, to that trade right as things are heating up. And it's really obvious over the phone that yeah. something's going on there. Like, she didn't even try to mask, like, a sick voice or, like, hey, guys, I don't think I can come in. She's like, <laughs> yeah, I can't come in. Oh. <laughs> and she's, <gasps> yeah. Yeah. And then when she, like, screams, yeah. like, yes yeah. or whatever. <laughs> It's Mickey time. Hi, Mickey. Hi, Mickey. He's sleeping. Um, he wakes up to the sound of Ian wearing a suit, rummaging through the drawers. Ian, who fetched who fetched a screwdriver, goes out into the living room, and Mickey follows to see about twenty suitcases piled up. <laughs> so I many. love his I love his voice when he comes out. He's like, "What is going on?" He, he walks. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's can't say he isn't a comedian um yeah and ian says that mickey's accidental suitcase gave him the idea to just go and steal some from the airport and mickey turns around to find svetlana wearing a sparkly dress and a fake mink shawl and she's still heavily pregnant and he says that they both look insane and that the suitcases are just gonna have junk in them but i love it's so funny she's like in the dress she's like i look nice no he's like no you both look fucking insane He's like, is that real mink? And she goes, no, it's fake. <laughs> it's fake, but looks it looks nice, nice doesn't no? it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Ian points out that they have some stuff. They have electric shavers, Jamaican rum, and a huge, massive, massive, massive cock. dildo. It's, it's like at least a foot and a half. It's like big. It's very large. I love that Mickey's first problem with it is that has a hair on it. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, it's like a double... Like dildo or anything, like it has like a base to it. Like there are balls, there are balls, there are balls on that thing. (laughs) Yeah, Mickey's first problem with it is there's a hair that has a hair on it. (laughs) Don't touch me with that fucking thing. thing. Well, he's like, he's like, you don't want it, like, and (laughs) he starts chasing him around with it, using it like a lightsaber. We all know the scene. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, Mickey ducks behind a column. Ian throws it and hits him in the face, and then Ian and Svetlana and Noel behind the column. Like burst into laughter. You can like for yeah. one split second you can see Noel. Yeah. But it's also yeah, like but Noel- it's also like he would have worked in character. I would have laughed too. I would have been like, okay, I'm laughing. <laughs> like I would have laughed so hard. I think he th- I think he thought he was out of frame, like behind the column, because he gets hit he gets hit in the face in the with face. this dildo and he's like, What the fuck? 
And yeah. the, by the looks of that thing, that was not a light tap either. That no. probably like had some weight to it. He whipped it yeah. at him. He project. <laughs> it was a projectile. So silly, so silly. <laughs> Back to Frank, who's getting out of his Porsche. Carl, who just like happens to be on the street. This is something that people point out a lot. They're like, they're like, these characters always just like find each other on the street. Like, how do mm-hmm. they do I think, that? I think I pointed that out. I think it was last it was the episode it was like lip and mandy he's in that rando alley and she comes walking through and just finds him yeah when he's doing like his community service and she's like it took me i drove around the city looking for you and i was like how did you what like like you just did that like just the adventure around the city right (laughs) anyway carl spots him and he asks if frank got his insurance money obviously with the car the answer is yes but yeah i i think they are like near Sheila's house or where Sheila's house was, wherever Sammy's parked the trailer. Um, And the answer is obviously yes, but Frank says that Sammy can't know because remember the promise he made to her about buying her a new trailer? Yeah. Carl asks for $100, but Frank says that he actually doesn't have anything anymore. And then he asks if he snuck back into the house two nights ago and hid anything, but Carl says that he didn't see anything or hear him come in. I know he was like, "Did I? Did I put anything under any floorboards?" Or yeah. I was like, <laughs> "I didn't see anything." So he snoops through the car and finds a hotel key for the Loren, which is an upscale hotel downtown. Mm-hmm. Fiona and Gus are lounging around, and she tells him she's happy. He was worried that he went too far using the L word at the diner, and she says that he mm-hmm. makes her feel sane and that she wants to be him around. She wants to be around him all the time. But then like, I was like, just on an endorphin high from all of the fucking like that. Right. Yeah. Well, I was like, <laughs> I was like, and he is normal. But like, remember who you are. Episode six yeah. looms. It's bad. Um, he asks if she wants to get married and she stops dead in her tracks. But he's serious. His parents got married two days after meeting and they're still together. But I think yeah, that and it's because that his her dad was like reason. going off to the war. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like and they your didn't parents have are the to... exception, not the rule. They're the exception, not the rule. And she's down, so they just decide to get married like as soon as possible. It's it's kind of funny. She's like, she's like, I'd marry you today. I'd marry and he you was right like, now. Right? He was like, I'd marry you right now. Let's go to City Hall. <laughs> <laughs> so At the dramatic. gym. Yeah. At the gym, Debbie is practicing drills in class with a partner, and they're supposed to go through the motion of hitting, like in slow motion, but not actually hit each other. But the other girl, like, clocks Debbie in the face. So she immediately yeah. kicks her in the leg and starts beating on her, like, so <laughs> hard. And the teacher, like, breaks it up but doesn't kick Debbie out or anything. Yeah. Derek looks on, like, somewhat approvingly. And Debbie makes eye contact with him. But he pretends, like, he didn't see anything. He, like, goes back to punching his heavy bag or whatever. He's always doing that shit. He can't do anything else yeah. but punch the heavy bag. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. <laughs> Um, ass alert, Gus is naked. They start but, filling but, out their but. let's fucking go. They start filling out their mm-hmm. marriage license forms and Fiona like we find out Gus's last name is Fender, but it has a P at the beginning. And Fiona makes a joke Puffender. she's like Fiona Puffender. Which Puffender. I think I think it's fun that his last name's Fender, like the guitar, but it's spelled uh, different. That's funny. It's so funny to me. He's like, it's pu fucked up. Like Yeah. <laughs> And she goes, it's fucking sexy. <laughs> Frank and Carl. God, they are so cute. They They're burn so, cute. so bright. They are very cute. And as bright as we burn, we die out just as quickly. Yeah. <sighs> Frank and Carl <laughs> make it to the hotel suite. He's actually paid for the room through the night. 
And the prostitutes are sitting in the living room area drinking. They discuss in, I believe, Mandarin, which one is going to fuck Carl. Gross. Yeah. Um, and Frank left his jacket there, presumably maybe with like a wallet in it. Um, he also paid through the weekend for the prostitutes. And Frank tells them to relay everything they know. So he had invited a bunch of dentists from a convention in town to his room to party. And they did a shitload of coke and drank. And there was uh-huh. a there was a businessman there who was staying in the hotel, like down the hall. And him and Frank left together. But yeah. the guy left his card. So and it's Frank something diamond, right? It's Buddy Diamond. Yeah, his name's Buddy. So Frank calls the number and Buddy picks up. And Frank invested over a hundred thousand dollars into something random that the guy was handling. Like like he doesn't say over the phone mm-hmm. and he tries to get more information, but the guy reassures him that his money is safe. In fact, he should just come over to the office right now. Yeah. So that's where we're on our way. But back in Miami, Lip is having lunch with Amanda's family. Her dad asks if he's declared a major and he says engineering or microrobotics. I haven't decided yet. And Amanda interjects that her dad's an engineer. So Lip asks what he's working on now. It's a biodegradable alternative to styrofoam for like shipping and packing. And his like nerdy ass starts getting excited telling Lip about this like new styrofoam. And everyone else is so over it. But Lip is actually really interested. And it it does sound kind of interesting. Yeah, Lip like finishes like... Amanda cuts off her dad, like, mid-explanation of what it is. And Lip is like, no, no, no. And this is what the rest of the stuff you were going to say. I'm like, yeah, I know. You're such no, a nerd. It's so part. cute. Right? His, and the dad's <laughs> like, oh, my God, like, yes. Like, you get it. Like, <laughs> I know. Amanda's like, the fuck? They're not supposed to be bonded. Right. Well, he's like, he's like, that's the whole reason I'm dating you is I don't want them to like you. But he offers to show Lip his workshop. At the courthouse, Fiona and Gus are waiting to be called up for their ceremony. And, like, Okay, Lynn Paolo, I see you. Fiona's wearing the same dress that she wore to the club with V because she hasn't gone home yet. Yeah, like she like that was her that. only article of clothing, which I guess explains why she was naked the whole time too. Mm-hmm. But she does wear his like button up shirt at one point. In, like, oh yeah, she wears some of his prior. clothes, like a t shirt. Gus notices that he doesn't have any wedding rings. He says that he has his grandma's engagement ring, but he left it like at his mom's house. Mm-hmm. Gus buys a bouquet of roses from, like, a lady in the back of the courthouse, and Fiona notices that they're wrapped with rubber bands, so that's, like, the perfect placeholder for rings. And I don't know, there was some real chemistry there. I, know, I think about Fiona them. Fiona and Gus do have a lot of good chemistry. I don't, I, I do think if she had not cheated or, like, straight or whatever, he would have gotten a little intimidated by i'm very excited to see how this relationship falls apart because i don't know you don't remember wait you don't know i never watched it (gasps) oh my god oh my god yeah wait well no it falls apart like at like in around episode six six. yeah does it but i i do think eventually he would have gotten like wrapped up in like the craziness of like the family and i think he probably would have quit on her Uh um not because he's like a bad person i just think he would be like it was too early like i didn't you know whatever she starts to get cold feet a little bit she's like should we do this like i don't know like you know but then like immediately they get called up um yeah they're both like i don't know should we is this smart i don't should we i don't should we leave and then they're like fiona and gus and then they're like well i guess we're already here (laughs) fuck i guess we have to well i guess we're gonna do it um then so we can have a time jump like a small little time job, which we don't even really need. But Frank and Carl arrive to the office 
before they get out of the car, Carl asks Frank if he knows fractions. And Frank immediately is like, you're dealing, aren't you? Well, he's like, he's like, yeah. he's like, what's like, like a 16th of an ounce? Like, like, yeah. wh- like, what would that be? Uh, or like, whatever. And Frank and becomes Rain Man. <laughs> no, he gives him Rain Man. the basic, ra- <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, you have teeners, eight balls, um, eights, like, you know. It's so funny. So that's the, that's that whole scene, just like a little cutaway. Fiona and Gus have their rubber band wedding ceremony at the courthouse. It's pretty cute. They're both giddy mm-hmm. and in shock, and she throws her makeshift bouquet, like, behind her back, which yeah. is pretty sweet. I would also like to say in this next scene with Frank and Carl, uh, the, the actor that we see is Sam Lloyd. He is also known as Ted from Scrubs. He is the nephew of Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown from uh, Back to the Future. No he way. Died, he died in 2020. R.I.P. Sam Lloyd. We love him. Did you notice any like resemblance watching it? I didn't know. I actually didn't even know that that was that he was Christopher Lloyd's nephew until he died. Um, but it actually makes sense because the guy who created Scrubs also worked on Spin City with um, uh, Michael J. Fox. So like it totally mm. makes sense. Yeah. So. But yeah, R.I.P. Sam Lloyd. We love him. Yeah. So Frank and Carl enter the office and find Buddy Diamond, and he sees Carl on his crutches, and then he says. Oh, I see. This investment was personal for you. And they both agree, but they don't really know what he's talking about. So he leads them into a PT room with a bunch of homeless kids who have lost limbs, like, one way or another. Like, they were born without them or they lost them. And he thanks yeah. th- he thanks Frank again for agreeing to pay for all of these kids' prosthetics. He says, kids, yep. this is the man I told you about. This is why you have legs. And they all started cheering. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. I was like, no, he did not say that. <laughs> Frank tries to sweet talk his money back, but Buddy already spent the money, like, on the prosthetics. And he holds up a yeah. 60K prosthetic leg that belongs to a little girl sitting next to them. And he's like, he- and Frank's like, that's worth $60,000? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and he, he snatches it. And immediately, the little girl chases him. He drags she, that's her. That's my leg! No, she, he drags her around the office while she hangs onto it. And it's so morbid. But, like, the it's fact so that it's funny. so absurd is what yeah. makes it funny. It's like, okay. She's, like, screaming at him. Like, Let go of my leg! That's my leg! Right. And he and he does not get the leg back. Just yeah. for posterity. Um, back to Debbie, who's now leaving her class, and she spots Derek, who's finishing up a session, and he says that he's trying to go pro, and she asks why he wants to be a boxer, and he gives her, like, a fake story about his dad, like, abusing his mom, and then she calls his bluff, and he laughs. He's like, no, I just, like, I like it, and as she's leaving, he asks if she's gonna stick with it, and she says she thinks so. He nods, she smiles, and she, and, like, leaves. It's just, like, it's setting up this, like, romantic chemistry yeah. or whatever try to make me care about anything romantic with debbie after what she did <laughs> Ru- like <Failing> no <laughs> literally the whiplash of like right after two it's like girl what to be like oh she's finding another boyfriend and she's like no what just literally happened like what yeah. just happened <laughs> outside the hotel i i believe outside the hotel it's kind of like a nondescript location um i think frank, you're right because it's like the valet boys or something right yeah. but then i'm like they went all the way back to the hotel whatever um frank laments over his lost money and he advises carl not to make the same decisions he did remixing substances like not even like any of the other decisions he's like he's like don't mix coke with booze with crack yeah with <laughs> uh, great father whatever with with weed with yeah but at least they still have the car right 
wrong, a group of valets spot them and run over, and one of them just, like, punches Frank as Carl tries to use his crutches (laughs) to break the fight up. I feel like that was such a clip that people would always use, like, in edits and stuff of Carl, like, trying to break that fight up. But for, like, badass Carl edits. Yeah, whatever. And I was like, I was like, oh, this kid on his crutches, like, whatever. (laughs) They all beat up Frank, but he doesn't even know what the beef is about. So so he asks, um, Frank ran over one of their coworkers <laughs> with his car, and which is why it's all fucked up. And now that they've found him, they want to call the cops. So he offers to pay the medical bills, but he's like, he's like, eventually, like, I'm down yeah. cash. But they, they kind of refuse. So instead, he offers up the car, and they don't want it because it's damaged, but he talks them into it. He's like, he's like, he's no, like buff like, it out. It's fine. It's a $60,000 car. Just take right, it. Like, get, get, like a, get like a magnet. Like It's literally so fucked up. At the diner, Fiona's working her dinner time shift, but she keeps sneaking looks at Gus, who's sitting in the dining room. But it's like, oh my god, Gus, do you have nothing better to do than just like go yeah, sit while Fiona works? Because like, he's, he's work. done that the last couple shifts she's worked, and if that was me, I would be like, this is my job. Like, I can't just, like, pay attention to you the whole time. Yeah. Like, not in an annoyed like, way. I'd be like... At least last time he was, like, working, and this time he's, like, at a band meeting or whatever, but... He's yeah. literally just sitting there, and Sean reminds her, he catches on to this, that, like, a few of her tables need attention, but then mm. Sean just kind of, like, like gives up and goes and serves the tables anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Gus's band members, including Davis, including the yeah. guy who, like, mm-hmm. whatever enter the diner to meet him for this band meeting and they sit on the table and pull out guitars so sean comes over and tells her to like tell them to break it up because he's like he's like they can't like sit up there they can't like play music in here like you know so she goes over but they start serenading her with the bridal chorus and gus apparently yeah they start like (laughs) screaming it and gus apparently didn't know but Davis stands up on the booth and announces their wedding to the whole restaurant. And yep. everyone's, like, clapping for them. Everyone's cheering for them. But Sean's jaw jaw drops. He's like, mm-hmm. what? And he like, leaves, what he leaves the floor. Lunch? And before dinner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, before the, the dinner shift. you such a little bitter bitch about it, Sean. Does it, doesn't one guy have, like, drumsticks, too? And he's, like, slamming shit. But, like, to get married, like, a, yeah. like oh, two weeks later, it's, like, my god girl like okay it's and one like, it's one thing for her to like out. have a boyfriend right well it's like it's one thing for her to have a boyfriend because it's like yeah you rejected her but marriage is like intense <laughs> when you're so sick in bed that you f- end up at the courthouse and get married <laughs> no right well he was like you're sick like quote, yeah literally like she like, gets yeah. married oh, okay. after being like i can't come in like i can't come in i'm <laughs> sick boo you whore um boo. Back in Miami, Amanda's dad is showing Lip his workshop, and Amanda comes in to invite him out to the pool, but he's more intrigued by the science stuff. She's kind of impressed, but she's also a little, like, annoyed. She's like, well, I want to spend time with him. Yeah, came here for me, not for my dad. Yeah. Yeah. He leads I love that and the dad even like pokes fun at her. She's like, I don't know that I like that. She's like, We're only doing it to annoy you, honey. Like- <laughs> right? Like you I know you want us to hate each other. He leads Lip out to the living room to show him to show him the styrofoam alternative. And they tried it out as a plant pot. Like, so that it's like the plant and this like mushroom styrofoam stuff. And then he turns it upside down to reveal a hidden joint. Yay, <laughs> Yes. 
Um, it's like the smell of the mushroom styrofoam hides the smell of the weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Lip's face because he's like, was not expecting that. Well, and and it's funny. He's like, he's like hesitant. And the dad's like, don't act like you don't smoke. Like, be real. Be fucking real. Yeah. So they <laughs> they smoke together and he asks him about his summer plans. Um, And Lip tells him about the construction job. But then Amanda's dad offers to get him a paid internship potentially next summer. Hells yeah. I do wonder if Lip hadn't fallen so hard from Grace, if he could have kept in contact with Amanda's dad, even if he hadn't been dating Amanda anymore. Right? Like, I, I think he actually saw potential in him. Like, like if Lip hadn't completely, like, ruined all of his, like, potential, even if he had broken up with Amanda or yeah, that relationship like ended, I feel dad like... dad has, like, some, like, almost, like, fatherly, like... Yeah, he was like, I want to see this kid succeed. I know he has the potential in him to do what he needs to do. And, like, I think he just seen him as some rat bastard because that's what Amanda wanted her parents to see him as. But he's like, oh, damn, this kid definitely can make it. I agree. Like, I wish that he had maintained a connection with this guy, but he would have had to believe in himself to do that. And that's a whole self-sabotage thing. The writers don't have enough energy to love himself. (laughs) To make it layer to them like that. Uh, back at the diner, Fiona continues her work. She arrives back at the counter, and Sean sends her home. Like, like he's like, he's like, you didn't tell me you were getting married. Like, like you should have like your honeymoon. Like, you should have the rest of the day off. He's being like passive aggressive and snippy yeah. about it. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, you, you got married, so like you shouldn't be here. Like, right? He's like, like he's like, I'm happy for you, but like fuck you. But like, go home. Like, yeah. we're fine without you. Um. And Fiona gets a call. It's Debbie wondering if she's coming home tonight. And for a second, I was like thinking. Like, I, I had forgotten over the course of watching the episode that the first time, like, her and Gus were hanging out, it was at the Gallagher house. So mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, Two I was like, damn, she hasn't point, been right? home in, like, forever. But no, she was home, like, the day before. Yeah, because yeah. that was, like, we're on, like, the day two. So, like, that was yesterday morning, and then this is, like, the next morning. Yeah. Right. Or what, is it Wednesday at this point? Because if that, no, it would have been Thursday, because all that shit happened with Frank on Wednesday. No, he's still tracing that whole day, I think. Feel like oh, so it's still well, Wednesday. Did Fiona go through an entire day when Frank? Yeah, that's okay. Did a yeah. whole day pass. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Frank- so yeah, yeah, so a whole day passed of everyone else's plot lines, but Frank's. Okay, convergent timelines, divergent. Timelines. I hadn't even noticed. Okay, my brain, my brain did something right for once. Oh my hmm. god, I can't believe I noticed that. That's so okay. Oh first god. and foremost, okay. what the hell? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Because, yeah, because I'm just thinking of the timeline because... And it's like in script writing, you're supposed to write, like, day one, day two. Like, you're you're supposed yeah. to indicate that in the script, so... Yeah, no, they definitely, like, were just focusing on, like, just getting Frank's storyline answered while letting everyone else do their own thing. Yeah, I don't know. There's no way to, like, map it all together. I guess I'm just gonna choose to believe that it's, like, a non-linear timeline or something. Yeah, as always, yeah. like, the show. I think... We always hurt ourselves so much trying to figure out when the show is taking place. Debbie goes through a whole day. Yeah. Because I mean, we with Frank the most of the time. Yeah, we don't know about Lip, but Debbie goes through a whole day because it's like she meets Derek and then takes that the trial class, class later, like the next day. Yeah. Because yeah. she can't just yeah, like so walk in on that Frank's day. Frank's still on Wednesday. Everyone else is on Thursday. We do a day, a night, and a day with V and a day, a night, and a day with Fiona and a day, a night, and a day with Debbie and just a day and a, a day, day with and, Frank. and a day with with Ian and Mickey and a, a day and it's Frank. it's unclear yeah. for lip but like it could it yeah. could be it could go either way for him but yeah well, well cuz we we yeah. that's weird anyway yeah that's what this podcast is for we catch things like that yeah yo <laughs> <laughs> but 
but that yeah so i would so that makes everyone is on thursday but frank's on wednesday frank's still on wednesday yep. technically yep. so is yep. carl huh. that by that's association. so weird that's so weird like so weird. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> okay moving on question moving mark on. um fiona gets a call it's yeah it's debbie wondering if she's coming home tonight and she also called to let her know that she's not going to be going on the pill because it affects a bunch of fitness stuff and debbie is now very serious about training not even 24 hours at the gym. Well, it's like, girl, yep. you'll be fine. Uh, Fiona almost tells Debbie about the wedding, but decides against it. Well, she's like, you would not believe the day I had. But then she's like, mm, never mind. And yeah. she says that she'll be home the next morning. I feel like that's when it almost dawns on Fiona when Debbie's like, are you coming home tonight? And Fiona's like, oh, my God, yesterday I wasn't married. And today I'm married. Like, yeah. I feel like it dawned on her. Right, and it's like, I wasn't even planning on being married. <laughs> yeah. Because Gus has been the only thing in her brain for the last 24 hours. But she's been thinking about. But it's like, girl, you have a whole ass baby at home. You have Liam there. And I know that everybody else is taking care of him. Was at Kevin V's. Now Debbie's taking care of him. But oh yeah, whatever. Back at the Anyways. Milkovich house, Mickey arrives home to find a porch covered in suitcase stuff. And it's Isn't meticulously this- organized, but Ian has definitely overdone it mickey lectures ian on going back to the airport because it's too risky but he's obviously like not listening he's frantically sorting through the stuff and like mumbling to himself but all like he's he's like talking to mickey but he's really talking to himself and Mm, he's just rambling right and mickey's mad that ian put everything on the porch he's like why would you put everything on the fucking porch but then he follows him inside Revealing that every single surface is covered in luggage and the contents of the suitcases. It's like you can't even see the floor. It like almost yeah. looks like like a hoarder house. No, it's unrecognizable. Mickey. And it's that was instant. That was one day that it has gotten mm-hmm. this out of control. Like, yeah. Had, uh, okay. My thing, how the fuck did he transport all of those suitcases? Mickey has a car. Yeah. There's a car. Oh yeah, duh. But and it's like you probably put five suitcases in a car max no the but the drive and like the the obsession and the like well and like mania there's no exhaustion either like like you don't sleep you know yeah um club another club another club (laughs) no exactly that is just what it's like um and like close up on mickey with kind of like like tears welling up in his eyes like looking around and he's just yeah he's confused he's, he's scared moment. like it's this settling. isn't funny yeah. anymore like yesterday right. morning it was a funny little stupid little thing and now it's like oh fuck oh shit like this like, is out of control um and svetlana comments that ian is losing his shit and i'm like oh my god oh my god <laughs> um v finally arrives home after closing the alibi and Kevin V, like, both ask each other about their days. Kev tells her that Amy said da, and he's excited because it's halfway to da-da. He's, like, doing dishes, by the way. They're in the kitchen. Um, And V immediately, very bluntly, tells him about the orgasm. She's like, at the club, I danced with a stranger, and I had an orgasm. I grinded on him, yeah. and I He came. just, like, stops doing the dishes, and he's like, what? He's like, what? <laughs> um, He's upset, but not necessarily, like, at her right now. Like he, he's like he, he's, that it happened. That it happened, yeah. but not like mad at her. And she continues. She kind of like she continues, and I I think this does her like some favors, quote unquote, because she's just like the orgasm just meant that I'm really horny, and I wish the two of us were having sex. Like I didn't like go out to cheat on you, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And Kev is yeah. silent, but he seems like more sad than angry 
again. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is when it done. Like before it was, it was like he had this whole thing with the girls and V didn't really have a connection with the girls. And he's kind of trying to build it and being like, is it, don't you see, isn't it fun hanging out with our kids? Don't you see, isn't this great? And she has like been screaming into the void. You don't understand. Something is missing for me. And I feel like this is when it finally collides for him. He's like, Oh fuck! Something is missing for her. Like I, I think that's when it finally gets. Something's to missing, and also just like, and also just like we haven't had sex since we had the babies. Like, yeah, that mm-hmm. was a very big part of our life as a couple beforehand, and other couples do it with newborns. Yeah, and for some reason, like it's not clicking for you either. Like, like to her, like for her, she's like, it's not clicking for Kev. It must be a problem with me. Yeah. So that's where we leave off with the two of them for this episode. Um, at the Gallagher house, Frank and Carl are sitting on a porch, sadly drinking the expensive wine from the hotel. And it's it's actually like a really beautiful shot. A be- beautifully is, yeah. shot. Maybe not like, a beautiful shot. It's not particularly complicated. Something but. about just like Frank and Carl scenes when like he has a bottle and he drinks it and then he just like nonchalantly just like hands it to Carl. Carl. I don't know. So they've had it just, so many He of just like gives in and lets him. Because that happened with the the end of season season four. He gave four him the, the liver, and when they're at the by the, the liquor, lick. yeah, yeah. I don't know who the DP was on this. The That's what I'm saying, right? Well, because I'm like McKnight. I'm like okay, director like Richie Keen, but it's really down to the DP for that stuff. The cinematographer on this was Kevin McKnight, who was a cinematographer through the first. Oh wait, no, through the, just the first four seasons. So why is he? credited in this one he just did like a one-off episode maybe maybe yeah like Like a couple or like half a season i know they switched like their dp at the end well and that's why it looked so sitcom-y by the end it did was like i think in the last like couple seasons they had a different i think probably post season seven they had a different dp i was rewatching season 11 the other day just because i was bored because i was like like a world away i know i haven't seen like silly mickey in a while so i was like oh let me watch that and i was like this is not the same fucking show and, like, also, it just makes me giggle, giggle every time they do outside shots with that horrible green screen. Or, like, the the big... Because, like, I don't know, a lot of productions do this where they'll just print, like, a big banner and then just focus it so that you can't... Mm-hmm. You don't notice that it it's, like, not the actual like backdrop. Portrait but mode. <laughs> I, no, I like really do mode. miss when they would, like, shoot on location. I know it's more expensive and I know, like, COVID was a big part of that, but... Mm-hmm. But, like, it really made the show feel more... Like, connected. Like, authentic. Yeah. Like, with that, because, like you when if a production team doesn't care enough you can blatantly tell when things are edited in or something like that and like you could tell that they kind of just like dropped off with season 11 because they were filming on a lot the whole time yeah Yeah. and literally like i was watching like a scene of like frank outside and it was just like the entire background was blurry but he was the only thing in focus and i was like this looks so bad yeah but anyways let's wrap this episode up yeah, this episode was shot really beautifully. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the takeaway. We're comparing um, it to how good it used to be. Yeah. yeah. So, last scene. Um, Gus and Fiona return back to Gus's apartment. She offers to clean up and he grabs his guitar. Ugh. Ugh. Ugh to me. I'm like, why do you always grab that damn guitar? Wait, 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 wait. Homegirl must have had... Does she leave her work uniform at home or does she stop home to get her work uniform? She's wearing it. She, they have oh. a locker room at work, remember? Yeah, they have a locker room. Yeah. They have a locker room at work. Yeah, because I'm thinking about the timeline. Okay, I was about to say. Because I'm like, she's in a different outfit right now. But she showed up in that dress and no one said anything. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Anyway, she stares off, then to Gus, and she clearly has some gears turning in her head. 
on if this was like the right decision or not and that's mm-hmm. the end of the episode the end yep. credit song is found love by fly by nights um was next week cre- there was an after credit sequence of carl um quizzing himself oh yeah yeah the- yeah, yeah. flashcards with the flash i think my netflix like screwed up and just skipped to the next episode before i got there but Sometimes yeah mine does that if the credits yeah, like but- roll for a second before i always the forget that there's scene. like after credit scenes too but Anyway, next week. It was week, Carl quizzing himself on with how the flashcards, like whatever costs. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he he kept on getting them wrong, and he was like, "Damn it!" He was like, "Fuck!" Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, next week on Shameless, Gus pressures Fiona to tell her family about their marriage, but she's hesitant. Ian did a porno, cheated. <sighs> Frank Fucking is upset. <sighs> Frank is upset about his treatment at the Gallagher house and goes back to Wade from Father's Day dinner. Remember that shit show? Lip mm-hmm. and Mickey get into some beef over Lip being soft, and they shoot up a store together. Because Mickey is going through it. The next two episodes are fucking insane. Girl, oh it's bad really for are. us. It's bad. It's bad for us. It's bad. For it's getting so crew. bad for us, guys. <laughs> I like almost want to do the notes and do them both at once. Like they're both so much. They're like such back-to-back episodes where you're like, oh I even have to oh do God, the notes oh and like. Sit like sittings though, like separate sittings yeah. sometimes. But yeah, fuck. Well, um, that's I that. that was you guys good. like this one? I I, I like this episode. Me too. You know, I love season five. Season five's my favorite season, except for the right at the end there. It's my favorite season. Summertime just brings something out in everyone, guys. It's something right? about it. I love seeing Lip in the Miami sun. That mm-hmm. was I love a little change of location every once in a while. It's nice. Next episode, he's he. We don't see him return back from Miami, right? Next episode, he's know. just back home, right? I yeah, he's just yeah. he's just back home. I I just like the this this episode did really well. What they never managed to do well again is balance everybody's storyline so that nobody felt like they were taking too much time away from one another. Like there was a clear A B C storyline going on, and then there was like, and now also we're gonna give you these there little were snapshots for stuff we're gonna build. Yeah to for a later episode and they still kept like all the characters linked too which was nice because we saw like mickey at the bar talking to frank and then we had v yeah. and, uh fiona's little thing and then we had carl with debbie and then we had carl with frank like everyone was involved with like someone which was nice besides lip doing his own thing in miami obviously but yeah. no, i think it, it flowed very nice and like as like you guys said in like the beginning of the episode like it it definitely like starts a lot of storylines for what's gonna make the later half of this season right yeah, i agree I think you guys said it all. Other than the timeline thing that we pointed out, that was my yeah, only, was I guess, so like creepy. disappointment. I can't believe I never noticed that. Right? I can't believe I never noticed that. I think it's because I watched the episode last night and I was just watching it earlier today that I was like able to be like, wait a second. And then also reading it, like I was like, wait. Yeah, yeah. I know we pay attention to the time a lot or like track the timeline, but I think we should do like a more thorough job. Just, just to really yeah. like log it, just to be like, yeah. I mean, the How show also did a really up? good way of masking of masking Frank's storyline. That until Debbie went, "Are you coming home tonight?" All of us went, "Now wait a minute." Yeah, literally. <laughs> like the show did a really good job at hiding from us what they've done there. Other than the fact that we literally saw Fiona and V at the club at night, mm-hmm. while yeah. we also saw all of Frank's stuff. So it's like, yeah. so it's like that is kind of how it stood out to me too. It was like, oh, we saw fiona and v going out at night but we've only seen frank during the day but it's supposedly the same day yeah like, yeah. like what happened to his night and then as of now it's 
summer of what Lips sophomore before his sophomore year of college. Ian's what at this point? 18, 17, they say. They say it in the show. They say he's still 17. And then. What 17 year old gay kid doesn't get horny? And his birthday's in May. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So actually, technically, he was he should have been sixteen in season three when he joined the fucking military. God, yeah, they yeah. said they said he was seventeen at some point, but he he actually should have been sixteen. Because I can I can believe the season four to five seventeen year oldness because those take mm-hmm. place like right one right after the other. Yeah, this is a good one. I'm waiting. The next two are going to be so insane. It's going to make see. me want to lose my fucking mind. Uh, but I'm I'm excited for it. I'm excited to get back into this too. Like every time that we are actually able to sit down and talk to one another, it's great. I love it. I missed you guys. I know. Like we always have such a fun time, and then we like don't talk for like like we because obviously we don't not talk to each other. We have a group chat, guys. So we like we do talk pretty frequently. Since the last time we recorded, Evan saw my sister in person in Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, yeah, no, I literally, I think I had also, had I gone to L.A.? I had gone to L.A. and yeah. seen your sister in the time that we <laughs> recorded the last episode. So, yeah. and people don't know, I've, I've, I met Amanda's sister back in, like, 2014, and so she came to Baltimore, and we went to, like, a little horror movie convention. It was really, really freaking fun. We met Skeet Orwich. Yeah, Zoe that said is a you were a picture. real one, because she missed her, she originally missed her photo op with Alex, with, uh, Malcolm McDowell and you were a real one and helped her get to the autograph with Malcolm McDowell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. No, I made sure we got in line because I felt so bad for her because when they did not tell us photo ops literally go in a flash, her photo op was at, let's say one thirty. We got yeah. there at one fifty after meeting ski and the photo ops were already over. And we were like, you didn't even give a full 30 minutes. Like we were like at that point, like, I was mad they didn't give her a refund, but they did let her exchange it at least. And then we also got to go meet um, him John afterwards. Bernthal. Yeah. 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 So, and honestly, the, the autographs are usually better because you get to say something. Dude, like, like when we met uh, Jonathan, uh, literally not even 10 seconds. When we talked to Skeet, me and her both got at least a couple minutes with him. Wait, yeah. you met you met John Bernthal? Yeah. He was in The Bear. Yeah. Yes, he was. Jeremy oh, yeah. Yes, he I was. I met Lip's dead brother. Or dead and I owe, I owe a debris from The Bear, which after watching the Emmys, did the Emmys happen since the last time we talked? Yes. Yeah. No. no. Yes. 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 yes they no, like, yeah. we, like yes. they hadn't last happened. Last time we talked, we the recorded. nominations had come out. No, I'm like, we can't even get into it. We can't even get into it. We can't. Whatever. We can't, fucking, we can't, we can't. Like, fucking bullshit happened. It was dumb. It was yeah. lame. It was boring this year. But didn't care. Hey, guys, yeah. now I can officially say my um my pipeline to Noel Fisher is only two people now. Yep. You're getting Ooh. there. Because yep. I met John, and then John met uh, Jeremy, and then Jeremy knows Noel. Bada bing! What's it called? Does the he the seven degrees, seven seven degrees of Kevin the six Bacon is the game. Of Kevin Bacon. Six degrees. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm. I'm. Two degrees of Noel Fisher. Fisher. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I also, I don't, I only don't, don't even know if I've gotten in the to the supernatural convention of it all from when I went to DC. But that's a whole other. I could spend hours oh God, on that. Literally, that's we a whole other podcast of just talking about your experiences there. Yes, special. We're episode. gonna wrap this up. Um, yeah, including dragging some people who are the fakest friends on the history of the world and um, can go fuck themselves forever. Yes. Are now blocked. The supernatural fandom. Mm-hmm. Been there, done that. I'm so glad. Anyway, 
we're gonna get out of here we're gonna end the episode we'll be back you know eventually for the next two the <laughs> next two are gonna be big you'll hear us when you hear us we're right? gonna we're gonna lose our fucking minds over the next two so oh, like yeah. they'll gonna so be happen prepared. yeah but thank you lena for doing so much of the work thank on this you, week's lena. episode i so much appreciate it no problem and we are we finally got together and we will do it again um we'll get back into the swing of things but until Amazing. next time guys follow Ooh. us on all the things yes. um luck we had pod on instagram on twitter email us like we had pod at gmail.com we got a lovely like fan email that i responded to a little bit ago i'm sorry it took me a couple of days to respond but you're lovely and amazing they're up to like season three in their listen and it's great oh yeah they're wonderful. thanks um, for listening thanks for listening hold on wait let me find the email because it was like truly such a nice email from this person to our luck we had pod at gmail.com we love we i read all of them Haley, shout out to Haley. shout out to um, Haley. thank you so much for listening hello Haley. In Perth, Western Australia. Oh, my God. <gasps> hey, Australia. Um, Inter- if we you love guys our international friends. want to find any of our personal links, that will always be in the bio. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You know it. Yep. And All if right. you want to buy a sticker, message us on Instagram. DM us, email us. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>